Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Play down the wing by O'Connor. Big hit there by Samuelson as he tracked O'Connor all the way down the wall. In front, big save by Lucan in again as Confer had a great eight chance right in the low slot. Ukapeka Lucan in right there. One of his 40 saves. That one is the save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 4 2 Buffalo. Here's your game winner. It's our play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Late period two. Buffalo gets what ultimately was the goal they needed. Rasmus Dahlin, his 10th of the year. Staring down the barrel at him there, right below the goal line. He splits the two of them, gets the Sabres working in the offensive zone. Here's a chance for Dahlin. Fires one, scores! Rasmus Dahlin starts that play from his own zone, and he finishes it with a rocket to make it 3-0 Buffalo. It was a rocket. Dan Dunleavy there on the call. Dahlin's 10th from Jost and Olofsson. Good work by the forwards to set him up. That was late second period. That put Buffalo up 3-0. That was our game winner. As we welcome you here to the postgame, Brian Colsey with you. 4-2 Sabres win it on a night in which they are shorthanded, found out right near... Uh, face-off right after warm-ups that Owen Power would not be in the lineup. Sabres were already without Jeff Skinner due, with, due to a suspension. Then Kyle Oposo's day-to-day injury, playing with 5D, 17 total skaters, and they get it done in a tough place to play in Colorado against the defending champions, a 4-2 final. Let's bring in Paul Hamilton now, get his thoughts. Paul, it wasn't perfect. I know statistically there's some things that Colorado did well, but, man, if you're the Sabres with... Some of those factors that played into tonight, including the lineup, I think uh, Don Granado's got to be very happy with his club. Yeah, you could see Colorado starting to come on in the second period, but the Sabres were still going okay. You know, it wasn't like they it was total domination or anything like that. You could just see they were better in the second than they were in the first, and then there was total domination in the third period. The Sabres, you know, playing with a man – you know, one less player. They didn't weren't able to dress 18 skaters with power being hurt in the warm-up. And playing in elevation, Matias Samuelson has to play 30 minutes and 59 seconds. Rasmus Dahlin, 28.05. Kale Clegg, 23.56. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's it was just, uh, you know, they, they put a lot of, a lot of minutes in, and uh, you know, 
they really didn't use Fitzgerald and Pilot all that much. Although Pilot did get up to eighteen thirty four, they didn't use him much in the first period, but they did in the second and basically sat Casey Fitzgerald more. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know those minutes I think began to take their toll on them, and uh, but they their goaltending was phenomenal. It's the second game in a row that they got not good goaltending but great goaltending. I mean, Anderson, a 40-save shutout to beat the Los Angeles Kings, and that was 0-0 going into the third. So that wasn't as what you were thinking if you're saying it was 6 nothing. And then uh, Lukanen with a phenomenal performance. Yeah, he gave up two goals in the third period. He also made 16 saves. He made some great saves along the way in the first period and the second. Colorado did have some pretty good scoring chances at times, and he was right there to make those saves. And... Uh, you mentioned earlier it might have been his best game in the NHL, and I even know the two went in the net in the third. I don't think I would argue that. Uh, you know, 40 saves, and uh, you know they they don't they don't win that game without them getting big saves at the big time, and they certainly got those big saves. Yeah, Paul, one shot for the Sabers in the third. I assume that was the one that was the empty net shot from Cousins, but uh, yeah, they held on to get it done in a gritty performance. No power, no Skinner, no Oposo. No Bryson. I, I wonder sometimes, Paul, uh, I you know, maybe you've even made this point before with me. Sometimes you have so little time to react that maybe you just got to go out and play and you, you, you almost just go. Whereas if the Sabres found out earlier this morning, well, you're not going to have Owen Power, uh, maybe there would have been more of a, you know, woe is us sort of mentality of, oh, man, this is going to be rough. Like, you have no time. He's not, he's not, go, go, you're on the ice. Like, maybe it worked to their advantage that way, and all the players, maybe just that little quick thought of, hey, I got to step up a little tonight, and maybe that was just the, all the little jolt they needed here to get it done. And when you look at what they're missing, they're missing two of their top four and four of their top six, because Casey Fitzgerald, in reality, is their number seven defenseman when everybody's healthy. And so you're losing four of your top six. The only two you've got in the lineup are Samuelson and Darlene. Now you're happy you got those two. I mean, yeah. if you're going to get, if you got, if you say, okay, you can have two of your defensemen. <laughs> Labushkin's out, Bryson's out, Powers out, Yoki Haru's out. But if you can have two, okay, we'll take uh, Darlene and Samuelson. <laughs> you yeah. know, so at least you, you you got that. And another thing they did very well in this game, I thought they again. Colorado had a couple of opportunities on their two power plays, but they stayed out of the penalty box. We talked about that in the pregame. Two penalties is fine. I mean, you are going to take some penalties in a game. It's rare that you're not. And I thought they did pretty well on killing those penalties. Did Colorado have a few chances? Sure they did. Luka had made the save when he had to. Colorado did have six shots on their power play. So that's three on each power play. I'm not going to get too excited about that. And the saves were made when they were needed when they needed to be. There were no cheap goals or anything like that. And they I thought they did a pretty good job of, you know, all right, Colorado got a chance there, but now we've got the puck and we can clear it. And we can get it down ice for icing and let make them start over again. So, you know, very good penalty killing, I think we can talk about too in this game. Yeah, very good. Let's mention that. Colorado O for the night on the power play. Buffalo one of two. And uh, we'll make that part of our final stats of the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. The shots end up 
essentially two to one. I think they took one away from Colorado, Paul. So now they're down to forty-one on the score sheet. Yeah, they're, so, they're, those are going to change nine times before you go off the air. I, I've yeah. never seen anything like this. I, yeah. The shots, the first period shots changed four times after the period end ended, and and then <laughs> it was eight-eight. It ended up twelve-eleven. How how did you miss out on four shots for one team and three on the other? Uh, you know, and then of course the second period shots changed twice, That's right, and now the third period shots yeah. have changed again, and I'm sure they'll change five more times. I, I don't understand what they're doing there in Colorado. I don't know why they can't figure out their shots. But uh, at the moment, it's forty-one twenty-one in uh, in favor of Colorado. Uh, three stars uh, as we look here tonight. Uh, Nakushkin from Colorado, a couple of assists, star number three. Lukanen from Buffalo, star number two. Thompson from Buffalo, star number one. But I'm going to go ahead, even though Thompson was one and Lukanen's two. I'm going to make Lukanen tonight our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Let's check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Let's get our first response from the fans now, and it's brought to you by Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. A couple of uh, tweets coming in here now. Uh, Paul, what do you think about what Tom writes here? He says, getting to 500, the 500 mark after that eight-game skid is huge. They're now f- essentially, you know, 14-14-2. and two, But um, it, it has been a good turnaround since that eight-game losing streak. I think the point is valid. It is valid, but as I wrote earlier when I was writing my pregame article, where has it gotten you? I mean, they're doing pretty well. I mean, since the eight-game streak. I mean, you you put the numbers together, they're not bad. But coming into the game, you were, instead of six points out, you were seven, and you had one more team you had to go by. Instead of five, it was six. So even though you're doing much, much better, you know, and playing better and getting some wins along the way, you're still not picking up any ground whatsoever, and that's the point I was trying to make with people. It's not the points you're behind, whether it's six or seven. If you were in ninth place in the conf- in, in the Eastern Conference, you're fine. You yeah. can make that up. I mean, all you got to do is catch one team. But when you got to vault over five or six teams to get there, five teams or six teams are not going to go in the tank for you. They're not all going to slump while you get hot. So you can get by all of them, and that is the problem. Right now, for those wondering, the two wild cards would be the Rangers and the Islanders. So the Islanders are the last team in at 35 points. Sabres have 30, so five back. So they were seven going in. Now they just picked up two, so now they're five. But, as you said, there's Florida and Detroit at 32 and 32, Washington at 34 before you get to that Islanders at 35. But it looks a little better than it did, obviously, uh, before the night started. Yeah, where Ottawa was, was considered eight. ahead of Buffalo going yeah. into the night. They're not ahead of them anymore because of – but you still have all those teams that you have to vault over, even with four, four, five, six, whatever it is. It's just that it's not impossible. The St. Louis Blues, the year they won the Stanley Cup, showed us that it's not impossible. But it's not done very often where you can get by all those teams that you're trying to get by because they just all of them just aren't going to go in the tank for you. Yeah. Luckily for the Sabres, they have got plenty of meetings left with these teams like Florida, Detroit, Washington, the Islanders, Rangers. They really haven't played any of them other than, I think, Detroit once uh, and then Florida once. Yeah. So 
you've got some some more meetings going. Uh, had a plus 14 goal differential and uh, 119 goals for still. Uh, that number is number one in the NHL. But yeah, Paul, your your point's valid that um, while the points are dwindling, and that's you know from where the Sabers are to the last playoff spot, that's good. Um, teams are going to play on your off day, and uh, it's the amount of teams you're still going to have to at some point. I think Paul put together maybe one of those like you know where you go six and one stretches or something like that where you can fully maybe get yourself to believe that you're in it. I think mathematically, I think right now it does. It looks and feels better, but they still have a lot of work to do, but they're still, you know, 50. What do we got here? Tonight was game 30. You still got 52 games. So it obviously is not impossible. We're not even to the halfway point yet. Well, what do we got here? I think there's seven since the eight game losing streak. I believe I did just added that up quickly. They have seven wins, three losses and two overtime points in 12 games. That's not bad. No, it is not good. a bad record. Uh, you know, I, I'll take that, especially from this team. You know, you've gone 7-3-2. and two. But, again, you, you're having trouble getting by teams that are in front of you in the standings. You've done very well. That You, you know, if you were just behind one team, that might get you there, depending on what that one team's doing. You know, but that's, that's not getting them there because of the amount of teams that are ahead of them. And... Uh, you know, I, I give them credit for the way they've been playing, you know, starting with the Montreal game in Montreal that they won 7-2, to two, then they ble- beat the Blues 6-2, to two, and that's when it all started for them. And, 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 yeah, they lost two games to the Penguins. They got one loser point out of it. Even with that, they're 7-3-2 and two since the eight-game losing streak. That's good. And keep it up. But, uh, you know, it's just that eight-game losing streak is just a killer for you. Because the other thing with that streak too is you didn't get any loser points, right? If you went you went zero and eight, if you went zero five and three, well, you've got three more points. You know, you got some loser points. Now maybe that changes the whole conversation here. All right, Paul. Let's finish with what is next. Uh, Arizona Saturday. By the way, programming note for all of you listening in Buffalo: that game will be on uh, News Radio nine thirty WBen with the Bills Dolphins game moving to Saturday night. That'll be on our flagship on WGR in Buffalo. Uh, what do we see with that Arizona game? We obviously have already seen them here at KeyBank Center uh, earlier, maybe about a month or so ago, in which the Sabres lost that game. I think it was a 4-1 loss, if I could, my memory serves me right. but uh, yeah, it is, That is correct. Yeah. So we've got Arizona and then Vegas on Monday. But let's let's just talk about the Coyotes quickly here to wrap up. Interesting. At home, you played Arizona, then Vegas, and now you go on the road and play yeah. Arizona, then Vegas. Uh, the, the way the schedule breaks down here, and both those were losses, 4-1 to one to the Coyotes and 7-4 to four to the Golden Knights. So that wasn't a great game for the Sabres. Uh, that was, a, a, you know, a lot of people, including myself, going, yeah, you can't have the Coyotes at home and lose them 4-1, to one. but if you analyze Arizona a little bit closer, they've beaten some good teams this year. I think they're a better team than maybe people give them credit for. And uh, so maybe losing to them at home wasn't as big a deal as maybe some folks thought at the time, and I'll include myself in there. So, uh, you know, you, it, but you go play, you're going to get Jeff Skinner back, which is going to help. Yep. And, uh, you know, even without Jeff Skinner, you, you won two of the three games. You lost the one Pittsburgh game, and you beat Los Angeles and beat Colorado. So, and if they continue to get good goaltending, and that's 
you know, what I've been saying all along that, you know, Lukanen hasn't played that many NHL games. I mean, you, you have to you have to take that into account. That was his 21st NHL game. And I thought he played pretty good in Pittsburgh, and I thought he played very good in this game. Pittsburgh kind of got him ready for this one. It, it, Pittsburgh game was better. This one was very good. Now, can he string some games together now? Can he g- grab some confidence? You know, I have, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had no illusions that this was a playoff team going into this year. And I, and I felt this is a year you got to find out about Lukanen. you got to see if this can be your goaltender or not. And that means when he's not going real well, you don't just shut it down after seven games and say, well, he stinks. He hasn't played well. He's a mistake. Well, why are we even doing this? You know, or it was six games that he didn't play well, and then the seventh was pretty good, and the eighth was very good. You know, so, uh, you know, you got, you got to take a look at it. You don't just give it up after 20 NHL games. So I wouldn't be out there looking for a goaltender. I, You know, I, I think what – you know, I, I, I know it's not a popular opinion amongst fans, but I think what Kevin Adams is doing, I, I like his plan. I think it's the right plan. I think if you get the proper proper players, you will get this organization into a, a, a place where what's happened the last 11 years won't happen again. Uh, do I think it's all right? No. I mean, Huso only signed a three-year contract. I could have lived with that. He didn't want to. He only wanted somebody with a two-year deal. So, but that you know, that's what he decided. And I, I honestly think he's right. He's got four young goaltenders in this organization. One of them, I'm pretty. I, he believes at least one of them, and maybe more, are going to turn into very good NHL goaltenders. I don't doubt that. I think Levi is going to be a very good NHL goaltender, and maybe he can defy those odds, like Swayman did. Swayman didn't play too many AHL games coming out of college, and he got in the NHL fairly quickly. This extra year in college may help Levi, you know, figure that out also. Where if he signs after he's done this year. You know, maybe you can get away with him to go into Rochester and maybe by by the holiday time playing himself into a, a position where he hockey league. Of course, you know they're not going to bring him up if he's not ready. So it might not necessarily take a guy like Levi three, four years as a goaltender. It might, but then again, it might not. You just, you know, you, you don't know how it's going. But, you know, I think I think they have – their goaltender in the organization. So, I first of all, my question to people who, oh, just, well, go get a goaltender. Where? Who Who is offering their number one goalie that you want to bring in here? And they're not going to trade them for Olsen and Middlestat if, say, some miracle, somebody, because right now there are a lot of teams who need a number one goaltender, and they're not being offered. My next question is, other than AHL trades, who is making trades right now? This isn't a time of year where there are that many trades in the NHL. I'm not saying there are never any, but there are really not that many being made at this point of the season. So, you know, people aren't just waving their number one goalies around, or it's not just, well, the Sabres have their pick of whatever number one goalie they want. All they got to do is make the call of whoever they want, just pick who they want, Call and they'll send them to you for whatever you want to give them. That's not how this works, and they're not number one goaltenders available right now. So, really, even if you even if Adams decided he wanted to go find a goaltender, which he's not going to decide that. He has said it 
many, many times before, so it's not happening. But let's say he did. Let's say he did try to do that. Then what's going to happen? You know, where is he going to find one? They're not being offered right now, and you know, so you know, you got to find out about Lukinen. And 20 career games or 21 career games now is not enough to find out about Lukinen. I mean, you got to give him more time. I've liked his last two games. Will he continue with it? I have no idea. Will he be a number one NHL goaltender? I have no idea. But I think you got to find out about it, and I think you got to give him more than 20 games. And he, Eric Comrie, who, uh, you know, they were talking about him getting back on the ice today in practice. Uh, uh, Mike Harrington and Jordan LaBarber were reporting that earlier. And he's had 11 games as a number one goalie. That's just not enough. I mean, when he gets back, you've got to see, can he handle the number one position? 11 games isn't let's junk it. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just not. Yep. Paul, thank you so much for all your work tonight. We will uh, talk on Saturday. And, uh, again, a reminder, we'll be on WBEN 930 in Buffalo. Thank you for your work tonight. Okay, take care. All right, Paul Hamilton there here on our Sabres postgame. Buffalo winning 4-2. to two. Again, the storyline of tonight, the injuries piling up. Sabres get it done. No Owen Power. Again, the team officially said a lower body tweak during pregame. So hopefully maybe there's some news that he can play on Saturday in uh, Arizona against the Coyotes. But for now, Buffalo getting it done. Jeff Skinner will be back, as we said. That's not an injury. That's a suspension. Kyle Oposo still listed as day today, and of course we'll maybe get an update on Jacob Bryson too, who was also out tonight. Injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. All right, four to the final. At this time, we're going to say good night to all of our local affiliates as well as all of you listening on our flagship in Buffalo on WGR. Saturday, Sabers and Coyotes. I'll have the pregame at eight. Puck drop at nine. And again, for all of you listening in Buffalo, that game will be on News Radio 930 WBEN. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer, Kyle Powell on our social media and game story, WGR550.com, Paul Hamilton, our reporter, our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. Sabres win at 4 2. We'll talk to you Saturday night with Buffalo in Arizona, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.